our second week back at Artichoke Music Cafe. Today we've got Andrea Algieri from the band Embrascatu. He'll be performing Sunday, June 14th at 6 p.m. as part of the OMN Live streaming series. Our friend Denise Kowalczyk wrote in an OMN story in June of 2012. She said, from Calabria to Frienzi to Portland, Andrea Algieri's Embrascatu is a fusion of the cobbled streets and cafes of the old world and the creative melting pot of Portland. And that pretty much sums it up. They have a distinct sound, and not only because Andrea sings all of his songs in Italian. Let's meet Andrea Algieri. Andrea, welcome to uh, Coffee Shop Conversations. And we're back at Artichoke Music. We hadn't been here for a while, you know, because the place was closed. Uh, as uh, most of us were closed, I, I had to do these on 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 Skype or Zoom or uh-huh. stuff like that. But it's really nice to be able to sit here with somebody and do this. You know? Yeah, same for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like a normal life. Yeah, I know, except for the masks. Yeah, yeah. And then I think I must sound horrible with this mask on. Am no, I, you sound, I, must, I must sound muffled. I don't know. It's just, you sound good. I'm just paranoid. That's all. <laughs> you know. It's like it's a vanity thing. <laughs> so, I guess what, I know you've told a story a million times, okay? Mm-hmm. But just for people who have never heard why you called the band Embrascatu, can you explain that? Uh, okay, long story short. It um, could be long. This is a podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we start this, uh, I started this um, project a long time ago, and... Um, and I started myself with a guy that used to play drums with me, and mm-hmm. um, we didn't have a name when we, we were we were out the first time. And um, after the band became like we find a bass player and a uh-huh. guitar player and a violin player, uh-huh. and we still didn't have a name. <laughs> uh, was I think the first name we put it like just the first time we were playing out there. We used to call the band uh, Andrea Algeri. It's my first and last name uh-huh. uh, band kind of like a very bad name i think <laughs> uh and one night we were like uh after the rehearsal we were talking about like um nicknames mm-hmm. and um and everybody came out oh i used to be like um they used to call me that they used to call me that and i and then they asked me do you have a nickname and i said to my bandmates i said honestly i don't have a nickname i have like a bunch of nicknames <laughs> but no one exactly, but my family has a nickname. It is Embrascato. Uh-huh. And, and the drummer said, oh, my gosh, I like this name. Yeah. And I said, well, it's, are you sure? I said, yes. And um, so we decided to call the band Umbrascato. But Umbrascato is, uh, like a, is the nickname of my grandpa ah. dad, from my father's side. Uh-huh. And... Uh, in my dialect, that we speak dialect where I'm from, and in Luzzi, uh-huh. in Calabria, yeah, and it means a dirty face. That's kind of is that right? It is, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of because my grandpa was a cobbler, so he used to uh-huh. fix shoes for everybody in town. Yeah, and his face was always dirty, <laughs> so people start to talk called him like Umbrascato. Oh, <laughs> and the funny things about like uh, southern Italy, especially. Um, Still now, people know more the families uh, by the nicknames than uh-huh. the last name. Uh-huh. I uh-huh. remember in, when internet was still like not there. Yeah. Uh, and the people still was uh, writing letters. And I remember 
the 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 post uh, the mailman bring all these letters and stuff and i remember people was there was sent letters to my family uh-huh. to my dad or my mom they were saying like uh, algeri francesco that my na- my yeah. father's name is and also my son name too uh-huh. uh in parenthesis umbrascato just because <laughs> for the mailman it was more easy to, <laughs> you know recognize this person like my father or other people in my town by their <laughs> nicknames then so this is the story about uh, around the name of the band so and for me it's important because my grandpa it was Gerard, his name was Gerald Algeri uh-huh. uh it was the first pe- person the past that I was very attached and it was a very sad things in my life my first experience uh, to be uh, sad and i missed i miss him still now that i'm yeah over 40 i'm 46 i understand so for me uh having this band with my grandpa names is something unique that's and, great uh, and i bring in my heart just because i know sometimes it's hard for people from us you remember the name because it's kind of weird we don't have like an italian any names with mb yes you know it's not done yeah. six it's just like in dialect yeah yeah so yeah that's wonderful yeah that, that uh that's that's, that's very heartwarming mm-hmm. you know yeah because uh, uh, uh i mean there there's his name every time every time you you, you know you, you do anything uh, you know with the band or mm-hmm. do anything that's wonderful yeah, the things are like if you think about like with the life we are busy. We just like we have a, ton, a lot of things to do in our whole normal life. <laughs> Not right now, right? But <laughs> think about like every time like somebody contact me like about oh when I have like an interview uh-huh. for with you with your band and then uh-huh. they say isn't Brascat available? It just remind me my grandpa yeah. all the time. Yeah. Every time I yeah. hear something like oh huh. somebody send me an email about my band, this will remind huh. me. Huh. Who I am, yeah. Who yeah. was yeah. Mascato? So yeah. it's something like I don't know. It's hard to explain, but no, it remind I me I my youth yeah. and my grandpa yeah. so much. And he, and I, I bet sometimes you can even hear his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I still dream about him all the time. Is that right? Yeah, I l- used to love him so much, and I still love him. What What does he do in your dream? Your dream. It's kind of weird right now because. Um, um, he kind of like asked me to go to visit him. Really? Somehow. Huh. And um, every, every, in my dreams all the time, like he is kind of say like, you never come to see me anymore. Oh. You know, and every time I go back in Italy and go to visit my family, yeah. one of my first stops is the cemetery. Uh-huh. Because before we arrive to Lutz in my place, yeah. the first yeah. thing you <laughs> you find is the cemetery. The cemetery. Yeah. So yeah. if I can, I stop right away. Oh, the same day, I'm going to buy some flowers and go back to the cemetery and visit my my oh my relative, the past. Yeah. Yeah. And my grandpa is one of the most important person. That, yeah. I mean, I love all my relatives. Unfortunately, we're also friends over there right now. Uh-huh. You know, it's life. But yes. Yeah. yeah. 
And, and Lutzi is not that far from where the D'Antonis come from in, in the Chifalu in, in, yeah. Sicily, in Sicily. Yeah, yeah. How, 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 what is it? Uh, it's just a few hundred miles, right? Well, I think from my town to Reggio Calabria, is, uh, Reggio Calabria is the city where you take the ferry. Yeah. It's probably like a two, hour, two and a half hour. Yeah. Palermo yeah. is right there. I mean, yeah. like it's not far yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think most of the D'Antoni's emptied out. <laughs> I mean, Palermo is not just right there, but very close. You know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I've never been, we were talking about it before, but I've never been in Chefalou by and uh-huh. not all the Sicily. I'm from Calabria, but I love Sicily. Yeah. Sicily is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Chefalou's up on the up on the northern coast, and it's got the it's got that uh, cliff overlooking mm-hmm. the ocean. and It's, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Beautiful. All yeah. pictures I've seen, although I've never been there. Tell me. You told me, and this is shame on you. <laughs> it is, I know. What are you going to do? Um, so, um, uh, what went into the, your decision to sing the songs in Italian? Well, uh, when I moved here in the U.S., uh, we moved with my ex-wife. Um, I'm from southern Italy, but I lived in yeah. Florence for many, many years, right. and I met my ex over there. Uh-huh. And... Um, we decided to try to uh, live here in the U.S., and uh, she's from uh, uh, the East Coast. She's mm-hmm. from Ithaca, New York. Mm. So we lived over there for a year. And um, I mean, I love Ithaca, but it was too small for me. Yeah. And uh, since we moved in the U.S. After Florence, I guess so. Oh, yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, I left Lutzi when I was 18 because I didn't want to grow up in a small town. Yeah. Now I want to yeah. go back in Lutzi. I don't know why everything changed. <laughs> um, but, yes, so we moved over here. And uh, the last couple of years in Florence, I was just playing music in the bar. Uh-huh. You know, all around this bar, little restaurants in Florence. And, uh, and always I tried to do... Um, I, pl- I played Italian music. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like uh, Italian songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I st- and I have, uh, I used to have a lot of uh, original song, but all the places where I played, they mm-hmm. really just wanted like covers. Yeah. So yeah. I was playing covers all the time. With uh, I, I used to have a duo. It was very cool you know, because... Covers of American songs? So... I didn't speak any English at the time, <laughs> uh, so I feel like uh, I was singing the Italian songs, yeah. and my friend Antonella, uh. Uh, a singer <laughs> that we were together for a long time uh, as a duo, uh, she was singing in English. In uh. English. Uh. And uh, when I moved over here, I still want to uh, continue to play, uh-huh. but I didn't know any English songs. Uh-huh. And I decided to go to so a couple open mics over there in uh, Ithaca, and I, f- and I thought, you know what? I'm gonna try. I'm gonna, you know, open mics. You have two or three songs. Sure. And um, and I decided to just try to play some of my songs. And I huh? played this song in Italian. I was thinking, I want to see how the audience received this uh-huh. material. Yeah. And people love it, and uh, they love like the way the the uh-huh. sound. Uh-huh. I mean, a lot of people uh, think Italians as uh, like a nice sound. Yeah. You know. Because it is. It is a nice sound, but the thing is like is as bad also uh, about Italian is that everybody that don't speak Italian think that all the Italian songs are love songs. <laughs> it's no truth, right? <laughs> because right. actually, like uh, all the songs, um, Brascato songs, there are some love songs, uh-huh. you know, but the majority in, uh, of the songs are from Brascato, uh-huh. they are like. Uh, 
about politics, yeah. about what's happening right now. Then also, we, we didn't, I didn't uh -huh. know what was going to happen. But yeah, this yeah. was like kind of look around me and see uh -huh. where people were struggling and all yeah. this kind of yeah. stuff. Well, that's like that's like Brazilian songs. Because they sound happy, happy all the time. And it's just the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It sounds the same. Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, back to what we were talking about, um, people received this. Uh, this I, I think the first time I played a couple of songs, and there was a guy in particular who said, Oh my gosh, I love this music. Man. Uh -huh. And then he said, You must please never change. You must need to sing all the time in Italian. Mm -hmm. Because people will love you. Just this word. And I yeah. said, oh my gosh, maybe I would, I would try that. Uh -huh. And I start to go like every week at this open mic and I start to play more songs. I start to meet like other peoples and we start to play some common man song together. This back in Ithaca. Uh -huh. When I come, when I, and after a year we moved over here and, um, you know, we moved over here. We didn't have an, any money. So yeah. I was working on like a, Three jobs. I remember wow. I was working. Mississippi Pizza was one of the place, uh -huh. first places I used, I started to work here in um, Portland, and I was I was working Mississippi Pizza and two Italian restaurants. Huh. So I was just working. So for yeah. two years I was like going, going, going. Yeah. No yeah. music. I was playing oh, yeah. home, but yeah. And after two years, I I need to stop. I need to uh -huh. have some time for what I really like to do. So. I start to go like around here and uh, um, for uh, open mics. So I was trying, and I, I did a lot of open mics, and I start to meet people, mm -hmm. and I was singing my songs in Italian, and everybody received this uh, very, they they received like people audience loved what I was doing, mm -hmm. and uh, you know. I started to meet people and other musicians, and then they started mm -hmm. to say, "Do you want to try to do something together?" Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. one of the first guy I met was this guy Matthew Louis Roland, mm -hmm. and he's a drummer, and a fantastic drummer. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he said, "Let's try to play just me and you, and <laughs> see what happened." So we started to put together kind of like a little repertoire mm -hmm. of like six or seven of my songs, and the first. <laughs> Like a concert, let's see, the first real concert was at the Artichoke Music when it was back uh -huh. on, a ho on a hot turn. Yeah. And I remember there were like probably like 60, 70 people in the room. Yeah. And when we played, it's, it's a fantastic place. The Artichoke Music, people goes there, goes there for music, yep. Yep. not for talking. There was. Oh, right, right. Silence in the room. Yes. And it was kind of yes. like intimidating. Very unusual for Portland. Yeah. yeah, you know, because people sometimes go to the concert, but they want to get out with people, and right. there's still a little bit of chatting, and the artichoke was, like, quiet, mm -hmm. like, nobody's mm -hmm. talking. There. Yeah. And uh, me and Matthew was, oh, my gosh, this is kind of, like, a scary. In a way. <laughs> but we did that thing, like, half an hour, probably, mm -hmm. and uh, people love it. So, and uh, Richard, that was one of the owners, mm -hmm. I said, Andrea, you need to not, don't stop this. Just yeah. you can come here, play anytime you want. Yeah. But do what you're doing because you're on the right path. Uh -huh. So and since then, and we're talking about 2007, uh -huh. 2007 at the beginning of 2008. No, 2009. Um, because I was saying, like, I, well, I said that I was walking for two years. So uh -huh. 2009, the beginning of 2009, I did this. And since then, 
we we decided to find like a bass player. Uh-huh. After the bass players, we went to a, another open mic. Uh-huh. Was the uh, I think the Good Food. Uh-huh. And uh, after we played, there was a guy start to scream in Italian. Huh? You need a violin player in <laughs> Italian. I said, what the heck? It was one of the uh, one of my best friends also is Dylan Dean, that uh, he used to be the violinist for uh-huh. several years. Yeah. And now, unfortunately for us, he has a, like a family with two kids. He's a doctor. Oh, you're a doctor. Geez. So it, he did one, the, uh, the first tour in Italy. And after he says, I cannot do this anymore because huh. it takes too much time. And I have a job and I have two kids. And I started to play like a bass, drum, myself, guitar, and, uh, and violin. And... Yeah, and after John, that the guy that used to work at the art uh-huh. show music, John Sabastinas, he at the time he was uh, back in Montana. He came back from Montana after several years, and I said, "I would love to play again." And I said, "Play with us in uh-huh. our band." Uh-huh. And he's and the violinist. No, John oh, is the okay. guitar player. Guitar player. Dylan Dennis was the violinist, the violinist for uh-huh. like several years until like a three years ago. He uh-huh. stopped it three, three years ago. Huh. And now we have a different violinist player, violinist player that his name, maybe you know him as uh, Griff Bear. Uh-huh. And um, he's a fantastic player. Yeah. And sometimes Dylan sub when Griff is uh, not unavailable because Griff yeah. is play with a lot of people. So. Violin, uh, the, the, the violin is really an important part of the band, isn't it? Yes, actually, like I mean, the it first, set you apart. Yes, the first album was all around the violin because, mm-hmm. actually, one of the latest jobs I had in Florence was in a classical music school. Huh. And I fell in love with all the string instruments, mm-hmm. and um, and violin, violin, and especially cello, uh-huh. are the, my favorite instruments ever. Cello, yeah. I love cello, and I remember I was looking for a cello player, but it was so hard to find. But when I met Dylan, yeah. Uh, and the way he plays violin, uh-huh. I was happy. <laughs> For a while there, it seemed like every band had a cello player. Mm-hmm. It was kind of <laughs> like a fashion thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it's like uh, for a while it was like every band tried to play Django Reinhardt. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> I love Django Reinhardt. But um, the people who have who who are still around, uh, the cello players who are still around are still wonderful. I mean, Portland Cello Project, Skip and mm-hmm. Gideon and all those people. Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. Bartan Cello Project. Yeah. 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 They're great. Um, so, uh, um, uh, how did you figure out how to blend voice with guitar? Because they're very, you know, they're very out front in- instruments. Mm. Well, I think this was for me playing for years. I mean, voice with violin. That's what I meant. Oh. I said voice and guitar, but I was stupid. Um, well, it has two important parts of the band, right? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about like how to answer to this question. Um, what when we were like uh, working the first album, we, we, you know, we were in, uh, we didn't have a lot of experience, especially yeah. in studio. So yeah. yeah. We decided to do um, to make the violin one of the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we give it like Dylan, like um, we say, do what you want, like think about like using the song with mm-hmm. the violin. So 
It was hard, I mean, because it was very hot there, the violin, like some time mm -hmm. over the vocal. Yeah. And uh, the idea came because, especially when we didn't know anything about how we, the audience will take this uh -huh. project. Uh -huh. uh, I thought about like, okay, Dylan, you are like a, another vocalist. Mm -hmm. So my idea was like, because we play for an audience that 80%, they don't speak it, maybe more than 80%, 90%, right. yeah. people will not understand what I'm saying. Right. So let's say that my vocal and uh, is another instrument so like yours. So yeah. we're both important. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. let's make this in a way that people um, can embrace. Um, uh -huh. I, I don't know how to explain it. This is no, like no. A, just an instrumental project. I understand. Us, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. People, it makes sense. People love violin. Yeah. Um, you know, and it became a last, also a signature from the band. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, like definitely. Something like, oh, this yeah. is some brascato. Has to be. Yeah. Right. So I don't think anybody is using violins right now, mm -hmm. except you guys. But the things like uh, what you say is true because on, in on our project, violin is more present than other pro. I know a lot yeah. of a lot of bands in town that they use violin, but violin is kind of like on this, like a right. back, and sometimes right. violin right. talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, instead yeah. for the especially the first two albums mm -hmm. violin and vocal they talk at the same time sometimes yeah you know what I mean yeah. mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. they have the same importance yeah it's interesting because there were times in, in musical history where the violin was a, a really important part of, of small bands like mm -hmm. Stefan Grappelli mm -hmm. or um, uh, oh, what was his name oh Eddie um, there was uh, Joe Venuti who? <laughs> Joe Venuti Giovanotti. Giovanotti. He uh -huh. was a he was a nut. Mm -hmm. He was a great jazz violin player. <clears throat> but he would do stuff like one time he 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 called he called like 10, 10 other violin players mm -hmm. to show up for a gig and there was no gig. Wow. Just to, just just to fuck with them. What's his name because I heard <laughs> Giovanotti. We have a Giovanotti. V V-E-N-U-T-I. V -E -N -U -T -I, Venuti. Oh, okay, okay. I heard the. And he was, he was very fun. I met him one time, mm -hmm. but he was he was you know major jazz guy. But mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, then it was Jean Luc Ponty, you know, mm -hmm. uh, who played electric violin. Uh, and I was uh, I was doing a TV show one time, and I had this very. Uh, it was a bunch of t of music critics, which I didn't I didn't never have counted myself as a critic, because mm -hmm. that's bullshit. But um, but the one one of the critics was very snooty. And and I had John Luca Ponti in the studio as a guest, and he goes, Mister Mister Ponti, uh, you've gone to the uh, to, to the finest schools in Paris. Mm -hmm. Why do you play an electric violin? And Ponti just looks at him and goes, Because I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, and then there was Jerry Goodman with the Mahavishnu Orchestra. But it's you know, it's it's there's not a lot, and it's uh, I think it's it, it's too bad because I th I think you 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 really got the market cornered on on uh, on on violin you know major violin playing in bands. It sounds wonderful. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean yeah. like um, you know there are a lot of bands, especially like uh, new bands that they use a violin so like. Uh, more than electric guitar. Yes. You know, let's say that electric guitar back in time, like in the 60s, yeah. was the thing, you right. know? Right. Now, the, it's kind of like, I think that because also there is like this, people's uh, nostalgia, what we call, yeah. like yeah. to 
this old sound, you know. Yeah. And uh, for me, it was also because, you know, um, have a, like a, first of all, because I worked the, for the last couple of years in Florence um, in this classical music school, mm -hmm. you know. And, uh, and I, honestly, I hate like, uh, classical music when I started to work really? over there. And the first month, wow. I said, oh, my God, I need to hear <laughs> all this thing. <laughs> and I met this cello player. I said, Andrea, you don't uh -huh. like classical music because you don't know classical music yeah and she started bringing me all the cds yeah. and i started to listen to that and i yeah. fell in love with it. yeah and uh and it was my dream to have a, like a violin or a cello actually uh -huh. what yeah. i was looking for in a, yeah. my band yeah and back in time when i was working i mean like yeah there were still some bands there were violin violinist but in 2000 like uh four uh-huh no other, no other bands that I remember like use the violence like right. the way we use violence. So, right. Right. yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. It just uh, remind me like to put like some classic instruments in like a uh, pop, rock uh -huh. music. Uh -huh. That's uh -huh. fantastic. Now, do you do the arranging? I do the the part of yeah, yeah. kind of like what we did in the first couple album was like a collaboration. So right. I was bring my song. Yeah, yeah in our studio, um, uh -huh. my basement. Yes. And uh, we were just jamming, meaning like I was given gotcha. like the chord progression, yeah. Yeah. like the melody. Yeah, yeah. And I remember some time that I didn't have the melody done, uh -huh. uh, the lyrics done, and I was just like uh, mumbling something like, um, oh, <laughs> you know, this is what the melody was sound. Yeah, you know? yeah. And we were working. The last album kind of like, I, I, I did kind of like all try to also the arrangement and the way I wanted. Uh, yeah, but it's a more a collaboration. Uh -huh. So I give it like just the, the the progression chord, the melody, and sometimes I tell the violinist or, or the drummer, I would like to do, I would love this kind of groove. Uh -huh. um, or I would love, I hear the violinist yeah. playing like a, bah, bah, yeah, bah, bah, yeah. you know, uh -huh. something, uh -huh. some ideas. Yeah. And then my thing is always, I do what you think is better. Uh -huh. And this is the way we work on our songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, is there going to be a new album? The things are like, uh, unfortunately, with this COVID nineteen, yeah. we were supposed yeah. to come out like a September, October with oh, a new geez. album. Oh, jeez, yeah. yeah. And in fact, I just like I put out two new songs on Facebook uh -huh. that just myself play, like uh, yeah. two new songs because I really want to put out some new material because uh -huh. it's more than three years now that we didn't make any new music. I mean, yeah. we play some new songs on, on our shows, yeah. but I really yeah. want to put our, uh -huh. our new uh -huh. material uh -huh. out there, but we must wait. What are you going to do Sunday? Well, I think I'm going to play like probably like 80% of new songs, uh -huh. just like um, because I really want to put... Uh, solo? Solo. Uh -huh. Unfortunately, uh -huh. solo. Well, that's fine. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, I would love to have the full band. Yeah, I know. But, but uh, as we know, it's uh, kind of like a hard yeah. and yeah. impossible yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's great. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, think about the nice thing about that, about the Facebook sh concerts is people can go back, go mm -hmm. back and look. I know we've, I was looking at the numbers from Martin Zarzar from last week, and they've doubled from the time that, that mm -hmm. he did it live yeah. until now. Yeah, actually, I, I watched uh, the the concert to like Monday. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Well, that's great. Listen, uh, I appreciate you coming in here. It's nice meeting you finally mm -hmm. after all this time. Nice uh, I know that uh, Denise Kowalczyk did a, did a long interview with you when you first mm -hmm. when first got started, or, mm -hmm. or, or I guess it was around 2012. Yeah, it right was more there. or less 11, 12. Yeah, years. yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we've been there. And then yeah. uh, she also did a review of, 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 of your last album back then. Ah. She's on the East Coast now. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. We, yeah. miss, we miss her, but... Uh, well, it, she did a good job for sure. Like, yeah. And uh, she helped yeah. us like, with the interview. For yeah, sure. well, she loved the band. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I don't know. I, why would I, you know, why would you send somebody out to, out to do a story if they didn't like the band? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense, you know? Yeah, it is true. You know, we, well, we've all, I've only written one bad review in the, the whole 10 years, and that was Ace of Bass because I had it in me. <laughs> I had it in for them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, thanks. We're all looking Thank forward, you, you know, for the yeah. for the people who who have haven't haven't seen it yet. Uh, take a look on Sunday, and the people who, and if you if you're seeing if you're listening to this past Sunday, go back and look for it on yeah. the or Oregon Music News Facebook page. Thanks a lot, Andrea. Thank you, Tom, and uh, see you Sunday. Yes. Uh -huh.